Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller is producing the program for us. Glad that he is with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth. Best sports columnist in the United States of America. He is on Twitter, at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. Well, took a month. We finally know what happened to John Morant. What's happening to John Morant? Sort of. Feels like it might be ongoing. <laughs> Still, even after a month. Um, but uh, no, quite an eventful uh, few hours, I guess, if you will. Now that we fight. It, it felt like we waited a month for any sliver of news and now with rapid fire you got the announcement of his suspension jaws latest you know prepared statement nike statement of support and then the nba players association or M- national basketball player mbpa puts out their release saying uh hey we think this is a little too harsh and uh but but a lot happened in rapid succession here over the last few hours good time good time to host a sports talk radio show in memphis yeah to your point I mean, I guess we know what the official suspension is, but it doesn't. It does feel like uh, there's some vague details as well. Yeah, um, I mean, or maybe can, a lack of details. We can dive right into it. We got a jam-packed show, obviously, because of this John Morant news. Joe Varden from the Athletic is going to join us. We'll get kind of we'll get his reaction, kind of the national perception of uh, of what uh, took place today with the announcement of John Morant's 25-game suspension by Adam Silver. He'll join us at 2.40 or so. 3 o'clock, we'll get in the list. We'll talk about the games of the weekend as well, but obviously a lot to get to with Ja Morant. Um, I guess where do we start? Like, Because, you know, it's funny. I was just on with Jason and John, and, like, the whole, the whole lead-up to this, by and large, has been spent, you know, okay, how many games is it going to be? And what's the definition of significant? Like what, you know, that, that's kind of been what, what we have here. And, and I said from the get-go, whether it was on this show or in the commercial appeal, I believe on the show I very clearly said I thought it was going to be 20 games. Obviously I was a little off. Uh, it's 25. 
I think both of us are off by about five. I think I settled on 30, and you settled on 20. They meant the middle. Yes. And then I, I said, I, I remember putting it in print on a, we do these Grizzlies roundtables over at commercialpeel.com, and right after the incident happened a month ago, uh, I put, I think it's going to be 20 games. I also think anything over 25 would feel too harsh. And so it's right at 25. So it's kind of on, you know, it's on the upper end of the range, if you will. But my initial reaction when Adam, when the announcement came out a few hours ago was like, well, you know, like it doesn't seem unfair, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know what constitutes fair, but I, my initial reaction wasn't that's unfair to John Morant giving him a 25 game suspension. It felt like the consensus opinion was okay. Yeah. Now there were some who thought it was too lenient to be quite honest. I know I'm, I didn't see a ton of that. I saw some on social media. Not not necessarily like talking heads. Yeah. Because I think I think because this took so dang long, everyone had come to terms with like even you saw the national tie ins go, well, if, if Miles Bridges got thirty games, John Morant's not getting thirty games, not getting more than that. You know, like everyone had kind of come to terms with you know, we because we had so long, the definition of significant, while not defined, had been uh had been more gen- you know, we had a better idea of what significant could mean because of the length of time it took to to announce this suspension. I don't even know and how we- much we were talking about it. I don't even know if we ever got a definition of significant. I just think what happened was everyone came out of the gates with their their biggest, hottest takes. Mm-hmm. And then I think as time went on, what happened was everyone eventually came to the question of, is he really going to get a bigger suspension than what Miles Bridges was suspended on paper? And then we got John Morant's statement pretty quickly after the suspension was announced, which suggested to me... He was given, you know, like certainly was given a heads up on this before they announced it. It wasn't like they just put it out there and he he got it the same time we did, if you will. Yeah, it's. I'll say this. It certainly seemed to me. I, I know that there are people saying, "Oh, well, they found out just like we all did," which is fine. I'm sure there are some people. I find it highly unlikely that there was that much information ready to go, mm-hmm. and that there wasn't at least a heads up. Well, here's the statement from John. I think it's especially important now, given uh, the, the recent statement by the NBA Players Association. But he, this is what Ja said. I've had time to reflect, and I realize how much hurt I've caused. I want to apologize to the NBA, the Grizzlies, my teammates, and the city of Memphis. To Adam Silver, Zach Kleiman, and Robert Para, who gave me the opportunity to be a professional athlete and have supported me, I'm sorry for the harm I've done. To the kids who look up to me, I'm sorry for failing you as a role model. I promise I'm going to be better. To all of my sponsors, I'm going to be a better representation of our brands. And to all of my fans, I'm going to make it up to you. I promise. I'm spending the offseason and my suspension continuing to work on my own mental health and decision making. I'm also going to be training so that I'm ready to go when I can be back on the court. I know my teammates are going to hold it down, and I'm so sorry I won't be out there with you at the beginning of the season. I hope you'll give me the chance to prove to you over time I'm a better man than what I've been showing you. I read that statement and goes, oh, he's not going to fight the suspension. Like, he's yeah, accepted I, it. I had the, I had kind of the same reaction. Um, that It seemed like a very, like, accepting statement. Yeah, it just seemed like, it seemed like I know it, I, you know, listen. It is what it is, you know, like it's in, and you know, like there were a lot of strong words in there more, you know, frankly, more so than some of his previous step statements. Like there, the, the word promise, 
You know, I promise I'm going to be better. Now it's, you know, kind of open-ended. What's the definition of better? But I thought it, I, it did not come off as a, I'm sure PR people helped him with the statement. I thought it was a good statement all in all. I just, I am so over grading the apologies. Like, did he say the right words? But not, it's like, I don't know. It felt like to me, like, see, I disagree. I felt like that was very PR heavy okay. because it felt like, like, it was like a checklist. Like he he did like there was a statement of action. Well, all prepared statements is going to have some element. I just thought it was a good like you're right. It, it like it is a PR statement. They had dashes in there, Mark. When do you think the last time John Morant wrote with a dash? When's the last time you wrote with a dash? I have no idea. When I, I use dashes, dashes it, they'll tell you if this is like a you know inside baseball mm-hmm. type thing. Dashes help with uh, SEO engagement. There you go. Google likes dashes. There you go. In the in headlines. Okay. Not necessarily in statements. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess 95% of America hasn't used a dash in the last two years. <laughs> um, but then, it was about an hour, probably a half hour ago or so, uh, NBPA Executive Director Tamika Tremaglio put out this statement. Ja has expressed his remorse and ex- accepted responsibility for his actions and we support him unequivocally as he does whatever is necessary to represent himself, our players, and our league in the best possible light. As to the discipline imposed, which keeps him off the court until December and requires some unstated conditions to be met before he can return, we believe it is excessive and inappropriate for a number of reasons, including the facts involved in this particular incident, and that it is not fair and consistent with past discipline in our league. We will explore with Jaw ja all options and next steps. So that very clearly says, hey, listen, if Ja wants to appeal, we're willing to appeal, right? And that's that, in, that was the vibe that I got. If like They're not going to do it on their own, but if Ja wants to fight it, they're willing to fight it. Yeah. Um, I would take, like, it's interesting to me because I agree. I agree they should have put out this statement. I'm going to put that out there right off the bat. I don't know about the 25 games part. I think it is ridiculous after a month. Adam Silver is saying he has to meet certain conditions to be reinstated, essentially. And I'm not saying he had to spell out the conditions to the public. But very clearly, Ja and the NBPA don't know what the conditions are. Uh, and- I, would, I would push back on that. I disagree with that. Mm. It's, it's very clear to me the NBA PA does not know. It's unclear to me if Ja knows. You don't think they reached out to Ja and were like, you know what are the conditions? I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't, but we don't know. I that's not clear to me. Okay, well, I'm going to assume Ja does not know those what those conditions are. See, I because dis- I'm just gonna, I well, disagree. here's what I'm just going to tell I think you. Ja does know the here's conditions. Here's what I'm just going to tell you. Based on conversations to Michael Cole and I have had behind the scenes in the hours since this, like I think there is a lot of this that they don't exactly know other than the 25 games. See, and this is where I'd push back. Like not to Pull back the curtain entirely on what Mark and and DeMichael have been doing. But you've been talking to comms people. And I do I do agree that I don't think comms people know what's going on, but it's not it is not clear to me. It is not clear to me at this point that Ja does not know what these conditions are and that Adam Silver doesn't know what these conditions are. I can I can definitely go down the path that communications people don't know. But I, I'm not, and I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying though, it has not been clear to me at this point. Well, I think it should. After a month's time, everyone should know what the conditions are. 
Period. End of story. I disagree with that. I think John ja Morant should know, and I think the Grizzlies should know. I think his know. players' union should know, too. Absolutely should know. Before we, you release this. Do we know if the players' union tried to find out? Like, these are valid questions. I would assume so, considering they waited a few hours to put out their statement. Again, what if the wait, What if the waiting was trying to decide, hey, are we going to, are we going to fight for this? I think they very clearly don't know because this is a precedent-setting suspension in this regard. This is the first major suspension related to, like, egregious social media behavior that the NBA has had. And so in the future— when someone does something stupid on social media, mm-hmm. this is going to be kind of this is going to be a precedent setting suspension in terms of okay, was it John Morant bad? Was it you know what I mean? Like that and so as a players union, like I would think you would one I think I think frankly they should should fight it no matter what, whether they knew the conditions or not to be quite honest, because, like, again, it's a precedent-setting suspension. And so what's the worst that happens? It's upheld? You know, like, it's kind of like the DeAndre Williams thing. It's like, what's the worst that happens? They don't rule them eligible, and you're, you know, you don't have them anyways. No, it's, I, I completely agree. And if also, if I'm Ja, yeah. I'm appealing it. Because what, I, like, well, your Ja has to consider, I think it's smart, probably. Well, whatever. I'm saying yeah. Ja lets the union, union know. Because Ja can't be the one coming out and saying it's too hard. That would be a bad PR move. But having the union do it for Correct. you is a good PR move. Right. Um, and um, so we'll see what happens with that. But I think it's – I frankly think if you have – you had a month to do this. You're talking about it every other day during the NBA Finals. Everything should have been the, – the I should have been dotted and the T should have been crossed, and I don't think that's the case here. We don't know if he – like, based on the statement and based on the conversations we've had, they don't like. We don't know if he can participate in training camp. We don't know if he can be at the facility during all that. It's not clear. All it says in the release is um, he will be required to meet certain conditions before he returns to play, and will be ineligible to participate in any public league or team activities, including preseason games, during the course of his suspension. Like that to me says, like oh, maybe he can practice with the team during training camp. It's not public. We don't. We're not allowed in practices until the availability at the end. Didn't didn't Woj's story? I'm I'm trying to go back and remember. I thought this morning Woj's story basically said like he would not be. Well, here's what I would say as well, of right now. But I mean, to your point, like it's not clear whether or not he is or isn't going to be able to uh, be in training camp. But I thought I thought the early statements today were basically saying like he's not eligible. The, the ESPN story that I'm reading with Woj's byline on it. Oh, no, this is Tim McMahon's byline. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. I don't see anything about the training camp stuff in this story. Um, yeah, I, I don't see anything. Uh, I don't see anything in the story saying he like. I don't think anyone. Know, I don't think people know yet. Like, maybe Adam Silver knows in his head. Now, there's some, you know, if you look at some other long-term suspensions, for instance, there are some suspensions where guys, even though they weren't allowed to play, were allowed to come back to practice before the suspension was over. Now, I don't know if that'll be the case here. Yeah. Like, it would seem to me, based on what they put out there, that I think you could could call, like, for instance, a training camp practice, even though, like, the media is not allowed into it 
you know, like we don't watch practice. Right. There's usually availability after it. Yeah. And that to practice. me would constitute probably a public activity. So like would he like maybe it's like he can't practice with the team, but maybe he can do like an you know, he can use the facility. I, I don't know. Uh it's all very unclear. I feel like if you're gonna I feel like if you, I feel like it's gonna be this. Either you are Going to be able to be in the facility, and therefore you can practice. Because, like practice. the NFL, you're suspended for four games, but those guys are allowed to pra- participate in training camp. When, like, like, remember when Tom Brady. Brady had the suspension for Deflategate? He he took part in training camp. He just, you know, he was gone once the season, regular season started. Yeah, and also I don't know, like, what if when he, when the I mean, the, here's the other thing: didn't the Grizzlies initially uh, suspend him, like, from the from the facilities, yes. So now, now that the league has suspended him, does that override? It seemed like the Grizzlies from the Grizzlies, suspension? the Grizzlies statement today seemed to indicate that was the case. Like now, this is he's now suspended by the NBA, not us. Because the one thing that I found pretty interesting, the last two statements from the Grizzlies about John ja Morant. Yeah, the Grizzlies statement for the record: We respect the league's decision to suspend John ja Morant following this latest episode. Our standards as a league and team are clear, and we expect that all t- team personnel will will adhere to them. So, this I don't think has been discussed a lot because there have been lots of great takes out there, and God bless all of you th- that have been firing them. Um, the last two statements about John ja Morant from the team have been pretty short, and they've they've at least read to me pretty coldly. Yeah, I don't. I don't read it that way. I think they're just trying to say as little as possible <laughs> because it's an uncomfortable spot for them and that they know that this is not good for them, for him, for everyone involved, for the city, but they're in a tough spot and they have to like, you know, they can't, you know, they're in a tough spot as an organization here because and this is key, like they still need him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not just like not just for these 25 games, but just as a they need, as a not franchise, only, not, the face of the franchise. Not only do they need him, they need him at his best. Yes. Um, they need, like, frankly, we all need him to succeed here in Memphis. Like, now more than ever, to be quite honest. Like, if he, if the, if this, if this, if this derailment of his career here in Memphis isn't just a temporary thing, it will reflect poorly on everyone. Yeah. And not it's, just Ja. Well, and even though it's unfair. It's like that will be the narrative. Yes. And, like, yes, the the Grizzlies need to prove that not only can John ja Morant. So I don't really read too like, much into their statements other than they're in a tough spot as an organization here. Like, there's only so much they can say, and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to come off too, you know, too nicety because obviously that didn't work, and you know, and you don't want to come off too harsh either because this is a guy who you need to rely on and who you just gave $190 million to or whatever it is. Um, so I don't read too much into the team statement other than it's a tricky spot they're in. Um, I will say, no. now it is interesting with this Players Association part of it, reading through the old collective bargaining agreement, I didn't see any reports that this has changed in the new one that comes out. Uh, or that starts next season. But this is not like the NFL, where when you appeal Roger Goodell's suspension, you appeal it to Robert uh, Roger Goodell. <laughs> I, didn't they change that? 
Oh, they did? I think they changed that. Okay. Well, I, I, it used to be like that yes, in the NFL. No, yes. The NBA. In the, I think that changed in the last CBA. In the CBA that's applied to this season, and I assume it will, it stayed intact for the next one because I feel like that would have been reported if it changed, there's a third-party arbiter assigned. And so an arbiter will decide if there's an if there's an appeal filed, an arbiter will decide, you know, whether Jaws suspension gets reduced or the conditions or whatever. Now I will say I mentioned this with Jason and John. There is a little bit of precedent here. I don't know if it's I don't know if it'll apply if this actually gets to a an arbitration case. But remember when when Kyrie Irving got suspended by the Nets, not the NBA, but by the Nets over the link the link of the anti Semitic film yes. earlier this year. Remember they had they had a suspension and then they also had these like different conditions he had to meet. And almost immediately, Jalen Brown, who was vice president of the Players Association at that time, came out and said, "Like we don't, we don't think this is right. These con- these arbitrary conditions. This isn't like part of the collective bargaining agreement for discipline. Like, what the hell is this?" And they didn't actually file an appeal. They just, like, essentially through Jalen Brown's public comments, kind of threatened it, similar to this, which is felt like. Wouldn't you say the Players Association was threatening appeal an appeal today in this? In this the, the tone that I got or the way I interpreted the statement was, if John Morant wants to appeal this, we're going to appeal. We'll stand behind it. Correct. Yeah. Um, but almost, now it comes with the caveat of it came accompanied by a member Kyrie was not willing to apologize at first, and then he did apologize. Yeah. I see. I but all I mean, those conditions, he never had to actually meet any of those conditions when push came to shove. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I guess. But it I, wasn't an NBA suspension, I it was inter- a Brooklyn Nets suspension. I interpreted that whole situation of they would have reinstated him if they just apologized. But that they laid out more than just apologizing in their conditions. Right, but I guess this is my whole deal. It's like, I don't understand what everyone is upset about. Like, to me, to me, this is like what I kind of break it down. It's like, all right, 25 games high side of of mm-hmm. what I think would have been, like, if you would have had the list of reasonable punishments or the range of reasonable punishments, this felt like the upper limit. All right, it's 25 games. I, 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 do, I don't understand, like, to me, until someone can show me that Ja doesn't understand what these conditions are, or that Silver doesn't know what these conditions are. Like I think it's entirely possible in the that this is the scenario. Adam Silver, more or less, or Joe Dumars, maybe the two of them together, they issued the punishment and laid it out. John ja Morant, who has largely gone quiet and it does not seem like is talking to a lot of people, then issues his statement. But until someone can prove to me that Ja doesn't know what the conditions are, I still think it's entirely possible that the NBA, who has a very vested interest in Ja Morant, is not trying to air a bunch of dirty laundry. I don't think. I don't think. What if NBA- one of those conditions is go into a again for speculating? Mm-hmm. What if one of those conditions is go to a sixty-day rehab facility? And, maybe and frankly, don't. I'm not sure that, like, I would fight that like hell if I was the Players Association. I, I understand, but I guess you're missing my point. My point is the NBA still views, like, one thing that today has proven, mm-hmm. I've seen, like, The Hill, the Twitter account, mm-hmm. has tweeted oh, about yeah. John. Like, everyone is Listen, drifting he, on John Morant. He is, he is, 
one thing that this whole, especially the last month, has reinforced is he is a, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if he's a star in everyone's minds, but he is a celebrity in everyone's minds. There's a big n- time celebrity. Yeah, this he is right now, it's like love or hate, but you got an opinion. Yes. Like, it, this is like Vince McMahon's wet dream. <laughs> this is this is a human being that yeah. everyone has a reaction to one way or the other. Yeah. Like yeah. And, and that is like that is that moves the needle. But if you're the NBA, you're it behooves you to keep his image as good as possible. Mm-hmm. So what if a lot of these conditions are uncomfortable and things that maybe Ja, Ja's agent doesn't want public? I guess. It's possible. But don't you think they would clue? Like, do, do they really want the NBA Players Association, like, putting out a statement like this? You'd think if there were actual. I. Listen, I kind of disagree with you. I don't think the NBA knows exactly what the conditions are yet. I think that. I think they have not set that quote unquote program, if you will, yet. I don't think they know exactly what they're going to do, what, what exactly they want to do, because we're far out from when they actually. Like, we're, we're literally. I mean, like, we're literally, when you think about it, the Grizzlies played their 25th game on December 7th. So he's going to come back in December. Or he's going to be eligible to come back sometime in December. Correct. They kind of don't need to agree on the conditions until, what, like October? Like they don't really need to. If you're thinking about it in terms of, like, when does he actually have to meet these conditions, it can't be until December at the earliest anyways. I don't think they've decided it yet, personally. And that's why you're getting this reaction that you are from the Players Association. And I per, I agree with the Players Association on this. I mean, I just think I, again I don't think they needed to put it in the statement, but for the NBPA to put out a statement as if they're like kind of in the dark on what the conditions are, I just don't think I don't agree with that. I don't think that's right. I don't. I think it's another way in which the NBA has mishandled this past month, and Adam Silver has mishandled the past month. I suppose, but I guess this is where where I'm pushing back. What I don't understand is everyone seems to be mad. That's like you haven't told us everything. Well, I don't know if people, everyone's mad. I think I'm mad. I don't people, know. I don't know if everyone. You know what mad. my answer is? Like, go do some reporting. Mm-hmm. Like to me, like everyone. Well, again, I, I guess. I guess this, on, is, I'm not this you. would be my argument. Based your, on my reporting, I don't think they know yet. Your and again, I, as I said, you've talked to comms people. I've talked I, to more than comms people. You've talked to Adam Silver? I have not talked to Adam Silver. Okay. Have you talked to Zach Kleiman? I have not talked to Zach Kleiman. Okay. So you haven't talked to everybody? I didn't say I talked to everybody. I said I talked to more than comms people. Okay. What I'm saying is it would make sense that the league would like to keep it, if if indeed it's a little unbecoming, Mm -hmm. they'd probably like to keep it tight. They have a vested interest in John Morant. Again. I, but like, I guess my point is, everyone's, everyone's, your your assumption is basically saying that you believe that the players' union did everything by the book and whatnot. That hasn't been proven. Like, we just know that they released a statement. And honestly, I look at it this way: if I'm the players' union, and I, we've been like, this was, this was like a decision that Adam had been, Silver said had on triggered. the record during the finals before Game Two in one of his lesser publicized interviews about this. He said, remember he said very clearly, the Players Association is not going to know the punishment until we announce it. I understand, but we have said all along that we would expect whatever the punishment was, the Players Association would probably fight. Because none of us believe that, like the only way that I felt like they weren't going to fight, it's like, 
all right, if it was 10 games. Mm-hmm. And that just never seemed likely. Well, do you, But you think, by and large, this is all appropriate. That's what you think. That's how you feel. How they've handled it? No, no, no. Like 25 games and like these quote-unquote conditions that may or may not have been determined yet. But just in general, you think it's an appropriate punishment. I guess where I... Because I actually do think Where I struggle is... I When something is kind of in the... What I expected, I don't have as emotional of a reaction as mm-hmm. everyone else. Mm-hmm. This was... Again, my initial reaction was, that's on the high limit. Mm-hmm. High, and I ex- high end of the spectrum. Right. But I expected there was also going to be like... There was going to be... You got to do this. Like, you got to... There was going to be... Well, and I think he needs conditions. Like ultimately, like the 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 biggest part about this um, is like ultimately he needs this, if you will. Like he needs to be separated from the fame and spotlight that really he's he's shown over the last year. He is not currently equipped to handle. Like he does need, as as uh, Silver said in his release, this is. Uh, Basketball, what did he, did he regurgitate? Yeah, basketball needs to take a back seat at this time. Um, and um, I think Adam Silver is right about that in terms of, and I, you know, look, look, I don't intend to diminish the mental health aspect of this. I'm just not, like, I've never been of the belief that that is exactly what, like, I think this is, I've always viewed this as pretty straightforward as a guy, your classic too much too soon. We see it with athletes. We see it with actors. We see it with singers and instant fame yes. or like a meteoric rise. Meteoric this is a rise. common like, thing. Yes. Like I have not seen this as like a, oh, like it's a mental health. I th- I've seen it as a, he's too, he was too immature to handle all the things that were being given to him and that frankly he had. That were, you know, bestowed upon him because he is an otherworldly basketball player. Well, and also, like, you have to think of it this way. It's not like this was LeBron in the sense that yeah, he Ja was, was on, you know, the cover of Sports Illustrated 15. Like, mm-hmm. that he had been considered one of the best players since basically people started, like, paying attention mm-hmm. you know, post-puberty. Mm-hmm. Goes to Murray State. Didn't even have, like, a massive year one. And it was really, like, it really felt like it was only, like, the NCAA tournament time in year two. Like, yeah, he was, he, like, a NBA draft prospect for, like, basketball, like, it, it was heads, if you will, and his he was sophomore like, year. And he was a highlight machine. Yeah. But, like, yeah, no, he started. It was, he, like, that triple-double he had in the first round of the NCAA tournament was really when it felt like he blew up. College basketball diehards knew who John Morant was mm-hmm. because, you know, but I don't think the the grand public became aware of him until they beat, was it Xavier? Did they beat Xavier or Florida State? I think it was Florida State. And then maybe they lost to Xavier or something. Or maybe like, they lost to Florida State. And they beat Xavier. But it was until that tournament, he had that massive he game. A, I think he had a triple-double yeah, in the like first round. Yeah, like he had round. a massive game and everybody's like. Yeah, triple-double. Yeah. and, and Marquette they beat. Marquette, They sorry. beat Marquette. Um, and like he'd had a big OVC tournament. Like that, mm-hmm. like college basketball sickos knew who he was, but still, he was still like overshadowed by Zion. Remember that was the year mm-hmm. CBS had the Zion camp. 
And so then, you know, he goes, remember most, the Grizzlies wasted no time. Like they told him in Chicago when they got the number two pick, like we're taking you. Mm-hmm. But remember there's some people like, what about R.J. Barrett? And, whatnot. Yeah. and so it, was, it wasn't like this is like some known thing. And then obviously he has the phenomenal rookie season that he does. Mm-hmm. He's like one of the most electric guys, but that's a pretty short window of time to go from largely obscure mm-hmm. to what we're seeing today, which is this guy moves the needle. Yeah. No. Um, no, and he, you know, and he very clearly has struggled handling it. And I, he just, you know, he needs to, you know, I've said that we've been saying this for months. He needs to figure out how he has to operate now that he is this type of person. If he wants to continue to be this type of person, he wants to recede from the spotlight, you know, like not play basketball anymore. It's a different conversation. But if he wants to be a corporate spokesperson, if he wants to be a superstar in the NBA, there's a certain way you got to act. Well, and very clearly from his statement, he still wants to be a corporate corporate spokesperson. He still wants to be a superstar in the NBA. It's you and I talked. I talked about this like eight months ago, and I went through like the list of Forbes's list of highest paid athletes off the field. And mm-hmm. it's like, listen, you can disagree and say that you know you should you know be whatever you want to be. That's fine. But what I'm telling you is the way that society works: the more corporate you are, the more money you're going to make. And so, if he wants to be that, like, yeah, you got to button up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how this all proceeds now, both short term and long term. Will there be an appeal? Will he be allowed in training? Will you know? Will he be completely detached from the Grizzlies until the middle of December or whatever it ends up being when the twenty five games are up? Will he you know? Will he be allowed you know to be at the facility? Will, you know, because if he's not allowed at the facility at all, like if this is like he can't be around the team or anyone until if he's on his own until yeah. December 7th or whatever the date sure. ends up being, like, this isn't a 25 game suspension. This is longer than that. No, because it's going to take him a while to let's ramp be up. be real. That would effectively be damn near a half season suspension. But if he's allowed to like be around a little bit, like that might, you know, and I suspect it's going to look a little something like this. I don't know if he's going to be allowed to participate in training camp. No practices, but you can work out at the facility. But I bet, on your and, own. I, and I bet, like I don't know, a month, three weeks out, you're allowed to go return to team activity. From what I understand, if you go, I haven't look, I haven't had time to go look up any specific past lengthy well, suspensions. Can we also acknowledge this is a one of a kind? Yes, <laughs> like but, usually on the other suspensions, like it's either okay, <clears throat> you got suspended for getting arrested. You got suspended for failing Substance a drug abuse. test yeah. or so, PDs. Like mm-hmm. it's usually like this is the first time somebody's been suspended for flashing a being gun. Stupid on social right. media, um, and I guess with a gun too, especially that the, the, twice, twice. Um, I suspect I, what from what I understand, there are some examples in the past where when someone had a lengthy suspension, as you pointed out, like ahead of you know before the suspension actually ended. They were allowed to like rejoin practice, if you will. And again, if you're asking me, like, gun but I my, haven't found I I haven't had time to go look up those like cases. gun to my head. Do I have? Do I feel strongly that he's going to be able to play? That's a bad it, pun. It, well, pun today. whatever. We're celebrating, Joe. <laughs> like, would I feel confident in saying like, oh, they'll let him do training camp or participate in training camp? I don't have a strong sense one way or the other. I would suspect, though, 
he's going to be able to rejoin the team before game 25. Like, not re- obviously not play. But then, like, that becomes a legitimate question of, all right, if the players' union does appeal this, well, what does that look like? You know, what, what kind of case do they have? Because while, yes, it gets appealed to an arbiter, the one thing that was clearly that the league wanted in the, the new CBA was the vague contract detrimental to the league. Because it's like, well, how would you define that? And they're like, well, we, it's, it's up to us. So I don't know. And again, it's not like there's a penalty matrix. It's not like, all right, if you do this, you get X amount of games. So I, I don't know. I, I suspect that even if they did, if they did try to appeal it, I would imagine it's the same thing, but I do agree with you. Like, if I'm if I'm the union and if I'm Ja, and particularly if I'm Ja, I'm having the union do it for me. But I'm I'm appealing. Like, what, what what's the worst that can happen? It's not like they're going to tack more on. Yeah, no. Like I said, it's it's it'll be interesting to see what happens next. I, I think ultimately, my gut tells me it's going to be hard to appeal the 25 games because the conduct detrimental yeah, to the league so is such vague, an yeah. open-ended thing. I do think the conditions thing, that's where an appeal might really be effective in terms of, like, can they really tell him what he has to do other than sit out these games? I find that... I, I suspect I, this would be the argument. And we'll, I'll ask Joe Varden about this next. I suspect this would be, we don't have, like, he doesn't have to do it, but if he wants to play, mm-hmm. he does. Yeah, like it's he, ultimately a privilege to play correct. in the NBA. Um, well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how Ja handles this. I really hope this is this is the moment, or not. Mo- I think the moment already happened a month ago. But this is the uh, next step in what is hopefully the last time we talk about Ja in this light, in terms of being just you know making a really stupid decision. Let's talk to Joe Varden about the suspension. We'll do that next right here on Giannotto and Jeffrey. 92.9 FM, ESP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Giannotto and 
Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Joe Varden is the senior NBA writer for The Athletic. You can go follow him on Twitter, at Joe Varden. He's kind enough to join us now. Joe, I guess let's start here. What did we actually learn today from John Morant's suspension? Because the more you dig into it, the more it feels still a little vague. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think we learned that the league has had enough of Jaw's behavior. And I think that the league is not altogether comfortable with bringing him back um, in a finite period, which obviously is uh, a problem for the union. And the league has that issue because in a very serious conversation in New York between Adam Silver and John Morant, they talked about this. And they talked about how you can't do stuff like this. And then he turned around and did it again. So... You know, I got to be honest, guys. I mean, Adam doesn't believe him. doesn't Doesn't believe that. You know, you set uh, you set a finish line of 25 games and you set some benchmarks or whatever. He's not sure that that Jaw's going to hit those 25. And so, you know, I I think that's what we that's what we see here, and and that's what's going on as far as the NBA is concerned. Um, and you know, we'll we'll see how uh, Jaw and the and the players' union responds. How good of a case do you think the players' union has? Because to me, like that's that's kind of a big question. It's like if if baked into the new CBA is this concept of conduct detrimental to the league. It's like, well, that's that's intentionally vague. Uh, how good can how good of a case can they present on his behalf? Well, I, I mean, they have excellent lawyers. Um, I'm sure you know you can get into. Length of suspension, uh, benchmarks not being clear enough, whatever. But I think a lot of this, the suspension, and then also Jaws' reaction to it. I, I have a point here, but I want to go back a little bit. Go ahead. To, to, to remember that, that when Jaw got in trouble the first time, he was remorseful, outwardly, anyway. And then when he gets in trouble again, he's remorseful again at least outwardly. If he didn't think that he, that he had done anything wrong, I believe you would have seen a more defiant jaw. But that's not how he responded, and I think on both sides, the NBA and from the player's side, that this is, has a lot to do with reputation. And so if I'm jaw, and he didn't call me and ask me, um, but when we're talking about what the union does here, I'd probably say okay to this. And I actually turn around and commit myself to just not doing this anymore. And, like, you know, he went to, he, he went to some kind of rehab that we still we don't know a lot about, but he went to some kind of counseling in Florida during the first suspension, um, and it was supposedly to manage stress. That's fine um, if, if he is dealing with, with mental health issues. Um, we all do, and they're more prevalent in today's society. That's okay. But he's really in trouble here because of just a, a, 
a gross error in judgment. Um, mm-hmm. you, you can even play with guns. Just don't put it on video on somebody's live Instagram. So I, I don't know that it's wise in this case to fight this suspension or to make too big of a deal out of it. Go do what it is that you're supposed to do. Show Adam Silver that you mean it this time, and you still probably get back in 25 games. And, and Joe, what's interesting is it. what was a little confusing about all this is it did feel like you know, Jaws' statement, which came almost immediately after the suspension was announced, it seemed like Jaws' statement gave off the vibe of, you know, uh, I'll accept I'll this. I'll accept yes. this. Like it was, you know, yeah. like it, it did not come off as a, this is unfair, I'm fighting this uh, type of statement. Um, I, I'm curious, just your personal, but do you think this, do you think, you know, there'd been a lot, you know, this whole month long process of waiting for Adam Silver to announce this? Do you, I mean, in your opinion, do you think he hit the mark, if you will, in terms of hitting the right tone, the right number of games, the stipulate? Like, how do you feel personally about the, uh, or I guess in, in based on precedent and all that, how he ended up, you know, the number, if you will, like the fairness of it? What do you think? You know, guys, I, um, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I just, I don't know that I'm the right one mm. to talk about about this part because like and I'm the one I asked Adam at uh during the finals uh I I at the at the uh the NBA Cares event I asked him if this was um I, I said what did Ja do wrong you know is this it, it, he didn't break any laws and Adam went at length to explain that this is not about any state laws. This is not about about following the law. You know, this is about gun safety. Okay. Um, so, 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 uh, like, I, I buy the I buy the explanation, but like, I, I mean, the, the behavior is so incomprehensible. On the one hand, you could have seen him hitting him for more, and then on the other hand, like, Josh still has not broken a single law, uh, mm-hmm. but by doing this in a state. That is a very pro-gun rights state, um, and you kind of go on and on. So I, that's a long way to say I don't know. This one's confusing to me, um, but I just go back to, like, I, I'm with Adam in the sense that I, I cannot believe that there's another video. Yeah. I don't think anyone could. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. It <laughs> I don't was, think anyone was, could. Mark, I, to, it was a Sunday, and, and I was headed to play golf with some buddies, and Mark sends me the video at, like, I don't know, 7 a.m. or something like that. And it was just the, on the one hand, it's like, yeah, it kind of makes sense that something stupid would happen again. But then on the other hand, you find yourself going like, how the hell did this happen again? Like, it was like, yeah. it, it was a lot of that. But one thing I think that was at least locally uh, of some criticism was the fact that you got Adam Silver saying, you know, we don't want to distract from the finals with Jaws punishment. Yet he, he got asked about it in five different interviews, including your question. And he didn't give like a non-answer. I mean, he he basically was specific about it. Yeah. Do you think it was? Do you think it was kind of baked into the punishment? This kind of this like period where you know it's kind of like a cloud hanging over him, and and they're talking about it, but you're not getting an answer. Is it possible that 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 was part of the punishment from the league? Well, I, I don't think so. Just because, he, as Adam said, Ja is already suspended. So it's not like, like to whatever degree um, 
that there, like there would be uh, voluntary workouts at the gym or whatever, like if, or him working with the with the assistant coaches there. Like he already isn't allowed inside, um, and so it's not like we are uh, impacting Jaw here really in any way from what from what he's doing. You know, this is a sticky one too, just because it's like. Everybody uh, there, like, we're all national reporters, and, you know, we're all interested in this story. And Adam, I suppose he could have shut it down and just said, yeah, we don't know, and I'm not talking about this. Um, he didn't do that, and, and so by, by saying anything, that meant that this was just going to be a topic of discussion. But, like, you know, I, I, I mean, you could say the news dropped on a Friday because that's when you drop all bad news, but also – the Nuggets championship parade was yesterday. So they wanted to respect as much as they could um, the, the finals and the pomp and circumstance of all of that. It's just part of the pomp and circumstance is a yearly Adam Silver press conference in a room with 150 people who all want to know about John Morant. Like, <laughs> like, it, it's like this, this situation was unavoidable. Well, I think that's kind of the other aspect. It's, Certainly for me, one thing that's been difficult to analyze is the fact that, like, this is kind of unprecedented in the sense that, like, you know, you're dealing with the first, you know, Gen Z star, uh, a man that has grown up with social media for, you know, pretty much his whole life. And so there's this unprecedented aspect of it. How much do you think wanting to set, like, a precedent for these types of situations how much do you think that that played into the NBA's decision? Well, I think the precedent part, guys, actually runs both ways. And because you guys said it, you're right. Jaws' initial response was uh, uh, to the suspension was, "Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I will, uh, you know, I accept it." And the Grizzlies definitely said that we will, we will respect it. Um, and then so, but the union looks at the vagaries of this and says, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Uh, John, we're not sure if this is right. And, you know, taking a step back, Adam is, is saying, like, you, you can say, like, we don't want this behavior of any kind, so let, let's, let's stop this here. So, yeah, I, I think that there is uh, some precedent uh, involved, but also John Morant is supposed to be the next American superstar. And if you don't think this matters, i got news for you. Like, it, they celebrate the global game. It's, a great, it's great, the proliferation of the NBA. The top four players all are not from the United States. And they have marketing deals, at least some of them. Um, I guess they all do, but, but, you know, when you look at the ratings and you look at the Q factor and all that stuff. Even Giannis, who has become a household name, like the Bucks don't draw huge numbers. And you know when you've got Antetokounmpo and Jokic and Doncic and then even Joel Embiid, like they're great and like the NBA loves them for great reason. But who is the next American star? LeBron is 38 years old. Okay, Steph is 34. KD is whatever. Um, you know, Harden and Kyrie, like, they, they've had their problems. Like, Kawhi, PG, they, they can't stay healthy. Anthony Davis, same thing. Like, we need a next guy. Jason Tatum's there, great, but we need another one. 
and Ja was supposed to be that guy, and he is headed away, away from this. Like, he's heading down the wrong path. And I think a lot of this, not so much as precedence, it's taking John say, man, we, we have got to get you on the right path for you and for this league. How difficult of a spot do you think the Grizzlies are in? Like, I do think it's helpful that, in the end, the league's the one that has to make the decision. But, you know, there's, there's a case to be made that part of this gets out of control because Memphis has never had a superstar. Like, they don't know how to handle them. How difficult of a position do you think the Grizzlies are in right now? Yeah, so, okay, so I, I was there. Um, I was covering the Grizzlies for a couple weeks during the whole first suspension yeah. and, ja, and Jaws' comeback, and then I had Grizzlies-Lakers. Um, so I was there for all of this. I've, I've been around the team a lot, and it, they are in a, in a very difficult spot. That, the entire organization was built around Jaws. It's one of those star-driven organizations where Jaws sets the culture. And I don't think you can argue that. I mean, like, the way that, that they had defended him up until he was on a video waving a gun in a Denver nightclub with some other stuff coming up, you know, some of the things they let slide uh, that, that, um, that he had done that maybe we hadn't heard about, um, some of the, the behavior on the road, like, that's all there. And you're right, like, they, they're in a hard spot because – he wanted to be in Memphis, and they want to keep him happy. Um, and then when you when a guy starts running afoul of your culture, like what what do you do about that? The the crazy thing to me uh, in this entirely nutso situation is is how good they play. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 